And welcome back to Mixed Media Live. We're here on another Friday evening. Uh, evening for me, I guess it's late afternoon for Ben. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we're here every Friday at 7 p.m. live to do your favorite podcast, obviously. Um, <laughs> we talk about all things uh, media, whether it's, or art, I should say, whether it's uh, any type of media like film or TV or whatever it happens to be, or it's music or it's gaming um, 3D modeling, business stuff relating to all those things, philosophy stuff uh, related to all those things. We just like talking about our crafts. We like blending it together. We like bouncing our ideas off each other. We often learn from each other. Um, I've definitely learned a lot, you know, just listening to everyone else. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And uh, today we've got uh, the same thing going on, the same great thing going on. So today we've got two topics. We've got Ben, our resident music pro, uh, composer, uh, talking about uh, umbrellas of sure. I'm going to mispronounce it. What is it? <laughs> I think it's uh, Cherbourg. Okay, there you roughly, go. Roughly, but <laughs> I, guess I, I, I was saying earlier to uh, Irving before we started that once I say that once, uh, I'm going to just call it the film Umbrellas throughout the rest of the show because... I don't know any French, and I don't want to get in any deeper trouble with my French butchering my French pr- pronunciation. So yeah, and I wouldn't be able to tell you one way or another either. So he's going to talk about <laughs> talk about umbrellas and its similarities to a movie that a lot of people love, La La Land. And then afterwards, I'm going to talk about uh, inflation, which I've talked about on the show before, but I'm going to be talking about it from a completely not completely a different angle, a little bit more additional information. But of course, none of it is financial advice if you're looking for it. So uh, I am not a, a professional. Um, but before we go into that, let's introduce myself. So ourselves, uh, my name is Irving Nestor. I'm a filmmaker and media entrepreneur. I own a company called Ariella. I'm Ben Costello. I'm a flute player and a media composer. Yeah. And uh, before we jump into the first topic, actually, before we jump into what I was going to say, <laughs> how was your week? It's been pretty busy with you know a lot of different stuff uh part of going to school you know different different assignments and also you know non-music well music assignments but not like performance stuff and then performance stuff so it's been a very busy week Mm, yeah 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 for sure yeah for me uh, a lot of uh cleaning cleaning house i oh that's one thing is a lot of the podcast episodes got edited a lot later than normal it's because uh normally edit a good portion of them, not all of them, you know, on Saturday or something like that. Um, and uh, the Saturday was out at Family Fun Day, which went really well. I talked to a lot of people. A lot of people were really attracted to the 3D printer that was uh, whizzing away at my booth. Definitely got some people to come talk to me, which was really nice. Um, some perspective projects in the future. Not small projects. I'm trying to get away from those. I probably deny people with small projects. But larger, uh, more visionary type projects, which I'm kind of excited about. Um, so shout out to anyone who was there who might be listening uh, at Family Fun Day. And uh, that's going to be happening again in the spring. So I'm kind of excited. And uh, yeah, so that's how my week was, kind of catch up. Well, it sounds like a lot of potentially good opportunities there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
So yeah, before we before I, I pass it off to Ben, I just wanted to say that we at Mixed Media do actually have a Black Friday sale going on, <laughs> somewhat impromptu. So this is actually going to be from now until next Mixed Media uh, episode, probably. Uh, if not, oh, I actually just realized next Mixed Media episode is Black Friday. Um, if we end up doing that we'll have to talk about that later but <laughs> but if if we are here next week it'll still be I'll, i'm gonna say this from now and then till not this coming friday but the following friday so two week period uh our mixed media membership is going to be uh three dollars a month instead of five dollars a month so it's a quite the big reduction that's what like 40 percent off that's 40 percent off i did math <laughs> so that's 40% off. You can actually do an annual membership. I think it's $30 a month if you go annual, uh, $30 a year, which if you go annual, that's, I mean, for, if you're out there and you're an artist and you want your stuff to get reviewed and you want like good feedback, or if you want access to this whiteboard over here, I mean, I think that's a pretty good deal. $30 for uh, that kind of uh, service, I think is pretty good. So go to mixedmedia.locals.com. We've uh, got a slow trickle of people just joining the, uh, you know, the group, I don't know for what, if they're not supporting because I don't really post there. So, but what you do get is that when you do become a member is it unlocks, you know, this post that gives you access to the, the white, uh, the live whiteboard. And it also unlocks a whole bunch of other things. You'll, when you go there, you'll see essentially how it links you to the different perks that, uh, you know, you'll, you'll essentially get access to. Um, so with that plug, I'm probably going to be plugging it you know, throughout the night. Um, but with that plug, uh, I'll give it over to Ben. Okay, so on the umbrellas of Sherborg, or umbrellas as, as I'll call it. Um, so this is a film that, uh, you know, I, I was only familiar with the name because of La La Land. When La La Land came out, what was it, like Christmas 2016, I think? Sounds about um, right. Which even the same like release time as as this film because this is a also released at Christmas in 1964. Many many parallels, although I don't know that that was a, an intentional parallel. Probably not. But yeah, I remember when La La Land came out. It was kind of a, a a kind of big cultural phenomenon for a little bit, and people some people, especially in the musical world, were mentioning it in connection to this film Umbrellas. Um. So you know. I'd heard of it. I'd heard that it was considered one of the best musical movie musicals, if not the, certainly the best foreign movie musical in a lot of people's opinions. And we're going to talk about what that actually means because there's a difference between an American music, movie musical and a French movie musical. Um, so I'd heard of it, um, but the only reason I kind of watched it recently uh, was because Irving, I was plugging the uh, sale and the Criterion Collection, and I looked at the available films from the Criterion Collection from my school, which is a pretty, it was like I think 140 films out of like a thousand that I, I could good. watch. But I was really hoping they'd have some more. Some of the ones that I actually knew I wanted to watch are not available. Mm. None of no Malik is available. I don't know For why. For the price, the price of free though. Well, actually, it's not free because. You're paying tuition. I, so. Yeah, the school. I'm paying <laughs> tuition, and the school is paying something for it. Yeah. Anyway, but they had this film. It's the only film, this shorter film that I had access to that 
you know, I, I knew I wanted to watch at some point, so I figured I'd watch it. So I watched this last Friday, right after our last show. And yeah, it's a pretty, it's luckily, it's, it's a shorter film than La La Land. It's only about an hour and a half long, um, which is good. So short film. And I have to say, I was incredibly impressed by it. I can't think of any movie musical, you know, anything in that genre that compares to it at all. Um, wow. Yeah, it's, well, well, we'll talk about what, what's so impressive about it. But the other thing that really struck me is that it's not just, like, I feel like people got this wrong when they were just when back in 2016, early 2017, when they were talking about La La Land being like, oh, it's, it's like kind of an imitation of a style. No, it's not an imitation of a style of, of umbrellas. It is umbrellas, but worse. Um, <laughs> my opinion of La La Land has kind of slowly diminished with, with time. Um, and it took a big hit after watching this film. And that's not to, like, diminish La La Land. As I still think it's a good film. And the music is really great for, you know, what it is. So still a, a very, very good film. But it is so much of an imitation of Umbrellas in a lot of ways. That, but it doesn't capture what makes Umbrellas so good. Okay, so... What exactly is Umbrellas? That's that's the, kind of the main question. Okay, so we can just say that in general, it has the same general plot as La La Land. So if you know the plot of La La Land, you probably you basically know the plot of Umbrellas, except that it's not about art. And yes, it is. Is it the most obvious plot from like scene number one? Yes, but that doesn't. That's actually. I mean, it doesn't hurt this film at all. Normally, if I know like the everything that's going to happen from the like first five minutes of the film is less enjoyable to me, but this is definitely an exception to that. In some ways, the plot isn't the most important thing. Um, so, just in, in general, uh, it's about this girl who is—it's unclear how old she is. Her mother says, "You know, you're too, you're only 16. You can't get married." And she says, "I'm 17." So we're going to assume that she's 17 because she says she's 17, and. Um, her name is, uh, oh, geez, Genevieve, I guess, is how you pronounce it in the film, but mm. Genevieve, I suppose. You can, you can, I'm not going to, you know, try not to offend anyone, again, with my French pronunciation. <laughs> um, and this 20-year-old named Guy, and he is, he works at a, like, auto mechanic shop, and he has not done his military service. This is at the point where, I guess, France is, drafting all men at some, you know, for fighting somewhere in Africa. I don't really know the exact history. They don't really, because the film was made very close to the time that it's set in. So they don't really comment on that too much. I guess they assume that the, the audience knows what they're referring to. Um, yeah, and he lives with his godmother, who's raised him his whole life, and she's slowly dying She's being cared for by this uh, young lady named Madeline. Okay, so issue number one uh, with La La Land is that the uh, the director, uh, Hurwitz, he apparently tried to make this... No, Hurwitz is the composer. Damien Chazelle. Yeah, I was going to say. Damien yeah. Chazelle is, is the... Um, they, they worked on all the, the same... They worked on this this project together, composer and, um, and director. Um, Chazelle... His senior thesis film at Harvard was a, as as was described at the time, 
Um, of course, I've, I've not seen it, but it was described as basically La La Land in slightly smaller form about a jazz trumpet player instead of a jazz pianist and an aspiring actress. And it was called Guy and Madeline on a Park Bench, which means nothing except that those are the two characters, two of the, the big characters in, uh, I mean, in, in Umbrellas. So, it's pretty on the nose, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. It would be like, I don't know, if you're making a science fiction film as a student, and would your professor Irving have allowed you to make a science, like a short science fiction film, call it like Luke and Leia? <laughs> yeah, that, that might that might uh, get a certain amount of tension in a negative way. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't. Okay, so right away we know that that La La Land is very indebted to this. Um. So okay, so in the film, essentially. Guy and Genevieve fall in love, and then he gets drafted. He has to go off to, you know, fight. And um, they end up, the night before he leaves, they end up, she ends up getting pregnant. He leaves, and she doesn't get many responses from him while he's away, even though she's pledged her undying love and told him that she is going to wait for him no matter what, and that uh, she you know, is, is pregnant with their child. And he, she, at this in the meantime, is courted by this guy who is actually... So Umbrellas is part of a trilogy of movie musicals by the same director. And the first one is not scored by uh, Michelle Legrand. Uh, Umbrellas and the next one, the Young Girls in Rochefort are. They're both Legrand. So I don't, I don't know anything about the first one, Lola, except that the guy who ends up courting... Genevieve is actually references the fact that he was in love with Lola. So these films are like all tangentially related to each other. So I don't know anything about more about that. But he ends up proposing to her, and she feels like you know she has to accept in some way because one, she's in a compromised position, being pregnant with no husband, and uh, her she lives with her mother, and their like umbrella shop is in financial ruin, and this guy's very wealthy. He's a diamond trader and he's a nice cultural cultured guy who's very in love with her and accepts her um and so she accepts his offer to get married although it's not entirely clear how happy she is about it he comes back very shortly because he has been injured uh and released from service and he finds that uh that genevieve is married and left and his he kind of you know, doesn't know what to do with his life. Um, his uh, godmother dies. He gets kicked out of his job. And um, through, I guess, this person who uh, cared for his godmother, Madeline, kind of helps him get him back on his feet. And they end up falling in love and getting married and having a very nice family life. And then the last scene is he has built his own American-style gas station. And he's playing with his little child. And... Um, I guess it's five years later, and Genevieve and her her uh, daughter stop by, uh, and at the gas station, there's a nice, well, an interesting kind of final scene. So that's that's the film. Okay, it probably just ruined everything about the film if you haven't seen it. But if you know La La Land, it's probably already ruined for you anyway. I was gonna say that last scene sounds like the literal reverse, just reverse genders of what happens at the end of uh, La La Land. Oh well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about that in a second. But okay, um, so 
musically, what? So it's obviously plot-wise, you know, so like the the externals are a little bit different. And one of the main differences, and I think one of the reasons why Umbrellas is better, is that there are more characters. La La Land has two characters. Yeah, just the two of them. Whereas this is a lot of dialogue, you know, relationship between um, Genevieve and her mother, and uh, Guy and his godmother, and Guy and Madeline. Um, so a lot, more, and then also, of course, um, the, the jewel trader's name I'm forgetting. Um, who uh, Roland? It's his name. Roland and and Genevieve and and Roland and Genevieve's mother. Lots more relationships. Right, they give depth to the characters. We have a much better sense of why they do what they do and what they're feeling and what pressures are being placed upon them. It also starts a little bit differently. Like it's from right from the beginning, Guy and Madeline are in love. We don't know how they met, but they that's just presented to us that they're in love with each other. And thereafter we know what happens and why. That's interesting because uh, La La Land uh, in mm-hmm. La La Land, wait, like a good portion of the movie is them coming to know each other and falling in love. So that, that's an interesting uh, difference. Yes, yeah. So that's it. That's the departure. Um, but I think La La Land is a little bit less convincing in that regard because we really like we can see some of the external problems, like why the characters you know drift apart. You know, but what we don't really see is we, we don't we see them, you know, at the beginning, they're not together, but it's not to me entirely clear why they get together. That's a little bit mm. odd to me or unclear. Um, that's one of my biggest issues with the film. I'm not really sure how they end up together. Yeah. So it's one thing if you like with umbrellas, they start together. That's just how it is. And thereafter, we know everything that happens and why. And then, again, it has depth because we can see what the characters think in their conversations to other characters and what other influences there are other than like just their love for each other. Yeah. Okay. But musically, what, what does it mean that it's a... People describe Umbrellas as kind of an unusual musical. And it's definitely not an American movie musical. And what that means is... And I don't know if any other countries do this, but it's entirely sung. Interesting. Music, singing all the way through. Every line is sung. Now, it's kind of when they're most doing mostly, you know, like dialogue stuff instead of more like song-like things. It's what we call uh, recitative or kind of like sing speech. So it's not like part of like a you know a composed musical I mean obviously it's composed but it's not part of like a, a, an identifiable number it just kind of flows like I'm singing this line that I'm saying right now kind of thing like that okay so it's entirely sung in that regard um, which may, probably made it a very difficult film to do in 1964 yeah there was no uh, kidding <laughs> yeah because, so they enti- it was entirely uh, recorded all the music and all the singing beforehand with different actors because the actors couldn't sing so different people you know different people singing and then the actors lip-synced it on set that's impressive it seems really impressive for an hour and a half long film i probably couldn't tell because i don't know french 
but I'm sure it's done pretty well uh, for for French speakers. Um, so very difficult to put together, I'm sure. Um, but also in contrast to the American, the standard American movie musical, there really aren't any big numbers to it. There are moments where it's more like this is an identifiable song, and it had two, a couple of big hits. I think the biggest one being um, English, English titled um, I Will Wait For You. Uh, I think that was a kind of minor hit uh, at the time. So there are identifiable musical moments, you know, like this is an actual identifiable song, um, there, but there are very few of them. And they're really not set off from the rest of the texture because, one, they're singing all the time. They're singing, you know, this, the dialogue, singing speech, leading right into it, leads right into it. And also, in contrast to the American movie musical, there's no dancing. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so musical moments are not very, this kind of, or if singing is just the, in, in the rules of this world, if singing is just how everyone is all the time, then, you know, the big songs are just kind of organic outflows of that, like more emotional speech in a way. So that's kind of the rules of, of this style of movie musical. The American movie musical, very different than that. It's a lot of, when they're not singing, they're, they're talking. You know that, that it's a song, right? They occur at predictable parts of, of the plot. They advance the plot in particular ways. They're very obvious. They're only very catchy tunes. Normally, there's a lot of choreography involved with them, especially you know at this that time period. And again, that's fine. That's just the rules of of that kind of musical world. Okay, you don't like you don't question why are well, some people do. I've seen people. I think we even had one of our, maybe our very first um, responding to Reddit. Someone complained that, that like you know, musicals being unrealistic as people start singing. Um, I don't buy that because the whole point is that's the rules of the road. It's just, it just how it is. You, you yeah. just have to accept that that is the universe that, that they live in. La La Land kind of fails in this. So I, I think La La Land is kind of a failed American movie musical. Mm. And I don't know whether that's because it's trying too hard to stick to umbrellas so la la land it has some song numbers that are lots of choreography and they are there to advance the plot in some way but what what's wrong with them well they are all concentrated in like the first 15 minutes of the film mm, yeah and then there's nothing there's acting dialogue Yep. And then at the very end, we get you know the audition song, right? And then what's her name? Mia goes off and becomes an actress. And there's that's it. There are other two other musical numbers that again kind of cross the boundary between life and music, which is uh, I guess uh, when they the planetarium scene with the the Griffith Observatory, you know, kind of dance and like rise into the stars in a kind of strange manner. Um, and then at the scene at the end where they meet up again and we kind of see what what could have been in their life if they had stayed together. Yeah. So in that sense, though, 
to me, it, you, the, the, the film is, it sets up the rules as, you know, we have an very kind of American style. You know, this is where it's, it's paying homage to something like um, another kind of Paris-inspired uh, or French-inspired film, An American in Paris, which is one of the quintessential um, American movie musicals. The, so the opening is kind of inspired by that. Uh, you know, opening like first 15 minutes, first act, I suppose, them meeting and falling in love, and also comments on art and all those songs, and comments on what it's like to be in L.A. I suppose that's the first song, another Dave's son. But then, so so we understand that it's or, just an organic part of the world where people just break into song and dance, and then they don't do it for the majority of the film. And then it happens again. Yep. Only one other time. One, I think it would be very hard to turn this La La Land into an actual stage musical. Because True. where are the songs? And also where are the other characters? Yeah, so and then you have music that like also acts in that weird way too. Like they literally like in the planetarium. They like look at each other. They hear this music. And they start dancing, and then they're like they're in the sky, literally dancing. <laughs> right? This is true. And to me, that's like what? What are our musical rules? Why isn't all the music like that? Why then, at the end, is the music like? That's very strange too. You know, like we literally see the musicians playing. I, I, I think it's Wayne Bergeron playing the trumpet solo in the last, you know, big musical what if scene so to me the rules are not clear it, it no longer makes sense to have like an actual song like the audition song why you know you, you need to spread these things out yeah so i don't know to me la la land's kind of a failed movie musical and that doesn't mean it's a failed film although i find it to be very derivative in a lot of other ways of umbrellas um, like just literally the colors of umbrellas are like absolutely the inspiration for all the colors of La La Land. Yeah, absolutely. as we were talking about bef- before the show, if you look at if you're watching on video right now, if if you're looking at the uh, live tile right there, that yellow dress is. I mean, that picture is from the promotional picture. Um, I think that's the cover of Umbrellas film, and I mean, I, I think you can already like you know understand yeah. the the color the the vibrancy and particularly the obvious yellow dress <laughs> that, yeah. a, that appears in the la la land uh you know promotional uh you know work as well the uh, yellow sundress looking thing so yeah mm-hmm. there are so many other elements too that are that are shared uh just like so one of the the things about umbrellas is that uh it tells you every month uh, you get a little like a title card, to, you know, like January, whatever the year is, 1958, February 1958. Um, La La Land doesn't give you as many of those, but it does give you, you know, it's like summer, fall, winter. Um, <laughs> other not so, you know, not so subtle things. They meet again, the title card, five years later, same on both films. I mean, I, I don't think that's unintentional. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> also, a lot of the underscore for La La Land is very light and kind of in Legrand's 
world. Not exactly the same, but in kind of like lighter French world and not in the American jazzier idiom that the big numbers are, which is a little strange. I mean, obviously when, they have, when there's diegetic music, like they go to the jazz bar and people are playing, it's jazz. But the rest of it is kind of this lighter world. Uh, even like the planetarium scene is kind of more like what Legrand is writing in Umbrellas. A little bit richer strings from Legrand, which I, I like. You really can't get away with that, like an, a you know wall to wall that kind of string writing uh, anymore. And it, it kind of would feel out of place in an American movie today, but works very well in Umbrellas. So. So just a, a few other points. The end. I think the end of Umbrellas is far better. Number one, both people end up happy in some sense. So what, you get the impression from the last scene that that Genevieve is maybe a, has a little bit of regret that she you know didn't wait, especially when she sees how happy Guy is. Um, with his family. Uh, so you get the impression he's a little bit, you know, but not to be, not to, you know, extent, you don't feel bad for her. Right. Whereas I kind of feel bad for uh, Mia, that's her name, right? from La La Land, Mia and Sebastian, right? You yeah. kind of feel bad for her because she, like, gets her artistic dream, I suppose, but she seems to be married to this very, like, one-dimensional piece of cardboard. LAUGHTER <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was intentional, but it, that's how the guy comes off. Okay, but that that was at the era of cinema when like there were a lot of main characters that were literally just blank. And I don't understand. I don't know if I, I don't know if we're still in this era. To be honest, we we might be if I if I went to the theater and watched a random film. But honestly, from the mid twenty tens, maybe even early twenty tens, and maybe up until now, we get a ton of main characters. By and large, female, oddly enough, but uh, I, I, but you know, there are some male characters like like this as well, who are just literally blank. Like they're just not people. They have no depth, you know. Uh, and I, now that I think about it, I think you know, definitely, I, you know, the the dude in uh, La La Land is definitely in that category. It's unfortunate too because you know, Umbrellas gives us the initial relationship and then the relationships that everyone ends up with as well it gives us that story yeah uh, which i think is nice you know you 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 feel sympathy for for both characters and you kind of understand how they arrive where they do and why right we don't see exactly how mia and sebastian get to where they are in la la land yeah um of course obvious parallel you know he sets up his own jazz bar Instead of the American gas station, but same thing. Um, and, you know, of course, he doesn't. I guess he feels happy in the end that he's got his jazz bar. Um, I guess, but the the last, you know, the last song kind of leaves you hanging. You're like, well, they're happy with what they have, but also like they're but they're also have this nine minute song with her imagining what could have happened. If they've been together, so are they actually better off? Whereas with umbrellas, you definitely feel like there's no there's no scene where you know they all they imagine what could have happened. 
we just kind of get like they meet each other, kind of look at each other, and then go back to being happy with their families. Yeah. So you know, obviously there are possibilities there. The, the um, Genevieve when Guy you know asks how 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 you know their their daughter uh, technically is doing, and she says, "Oh, you know, she she reminds me of you." Um, I mean, you know, there, there's something there, but we're not like presented, you know, all these fantasies in their heads. Yeah. Um, so I I personally like that a lot more. And then the, the the main thing, though, for me between them is that Umbrellas is just such a sweet and innocent film. Now, it's not like a innocent, like in a, you know, totally morally like this is a G-rated film for a five-year-old. <laughs> right. It's not. Um, there, there are some, you know, Im- implications uh, about certain kind of behavior, but it has this air of innocence to it from the start. You know, they are in love. They just kind of sing for a long time. I love you so much in very different, you know, varied varied ways, very musical ways. But, that's what, you know, it just has this sense of, like, youthful innocence, all these bright colors. That never changes. The colors are always bright. It ends up pretty much happily. The music stays in the same kind of happy, you know, light world the whole way. Yeah. And La La Land doesn't to me. It, it's it feels like it's imitating something of this, but not capturing what makes Umbrellas great. It doesn't have the innocence. I get mad at both of the characters at, at various points. <laughs> I might disagree with with the characters in Umbrellas, but I don't get mad at them. I'm not frustrated with them. Um, it just it, though it tries to have the colors. It's just a grittier film. And it brings in all of these questions about pursuing one's artistic dreams versus relationships, which that's that's too complicated for umbrellas. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's a simple, straightforward, innocent film. It just well, feels it, like springtime in in visual format. Well, well, Damien has uh, with uh, Whiplash shown that he's really troubled over this career thing. I think, <laughs> you know. To be fair, L.A. is a grittier city than Cherbourg, at least from the parts of Cherbourg that I you, you see in the film. Yeah, I don't know. And like I said, it, it doesn't. It sets up rules and then it doesn't abide by them. Whereas Umbrellas is very consistent with its rules. You may not like them if you are a huge fan of the American movie, movie musical, but it it it's, it stays within its rules. Um. And La La Land, I don't know, sets up rules, sets up other rules, and then <laughs> who knows? So yeah. heavily indebted to Umbrellas, but it just, to me, it just doesn't rise to Umbrellas level in any way. I, I do think the songs are fantastic in La La Land. Music overall is fantastic. I don't know. It, it just... In its imitation, it, it just doesn't capture like the best parts of Umbrellas. Yeah, like I mean, you said it was one of the best musicals that you've seen. Did I catch that right? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I think it's the best movie musical I've seen. That's um, a pretty big statement, eh? Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously very different than something like, well, okay, 
it's probably around you know tied with Fiddler on the Roof. Very different than Fiddler on the Roof. Very different than something like Sound of Music or I don't know other good movie musicals that I like. Music Man is just kind of a fun one. My Fair Lady. Mm. Very different than those. I, ha- I actually haven't seen American in Paris, although I I know the well obviously I know the music for it. Um, but it's actually an important film in that it kind of not only reestablished Gershwin's reputation, but brought some of his lesser known songs, made them turned them into standards. Um, so very important and. Obviously, that's another film that you have to think about when you talk about La La Land because that is like the quintessential American jazz musical. But you know that may influence like the rules that La La Land then breaks. But in its essence, La La Land I think is umbrellas in in an American Los Angeles Hollywood loving or Hollywood at least discussing manner. (laughs) <laughs> right yeah <laughs> i will say um from my experience watching all land a long time ago it did feel very it it did feel like the movie just stopped trying to be a musical like you know kind of arbitrarily in fact it happens kind of i mean it kind of happens smoothly which is why by the time you get to the end of the film when when or like When's the next time you get music after uh, after the beginning section? What was it again? Yeah, so we'll, I think literally the song is like when they so we get the song when they're like looking over this you know city skyline, city oh, lights right. where they haven't even. That's like the point of that is is to progress like their relationship to like consider each other, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get like the the planetarium number but other than that there's no singing until the audition yeah i feel like i feel like you know every time music came back from like the beginning slew of music it felt like oh oh yeah this is a musical (laughs) you know i forgot that i'm watching a musical that's interesting i think the the part about la la land that is the most compelling to me is the visuals because like you know if i if i think oh and also the story structure is somewhat interesting Although in reflection and retrospect, I don't think I'm as interested in it as I was like, you know, when I first watched it, it holds its first act for a long period of time. And it's, it, it's compelling through that entire period of time, just off of one emotion pretty much, which I find interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I would say also that my opinions kind of like trailed a little bit over time. Um, you know, definitely at the time it was a big, big film. <laughs> well, if you like the visuals of La La Land, then I think you will enjoy the slightly more, you know, not grainy, but you probably know the better filmic word than I do, but, uh, you know, more like actual film qualities oh, yeah. of the colors of umbrellas. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm sure I'm sure I would. I, I freaking love film. I'm, I'm obsessed with uh, how film looks. It's just... It's something else. <laughs> yeah. And uh, with the same director uh, with Whiplash, Whiplash is basically a copy of uh, Black Swan. It's like the same exact film. Now, I that's a little bit different because that story structure of the obsessed artist is kind of archetypal in a way. So it's not like Black Swan is completely original in that sense. But like it's like almost exactly like, like Black Swan just 
swap ballerina for our for uh for a drummer and uh make it a lot less um remove like the the magic realism like here or there that happens in 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 black swan not even magic realism like i guess um introspective moments of uh of uh black swan i will say though with uh with whiplash i actually liked it better than black swan i actually liked it a lot better than black swan which is interesting um i think i think i it's interesting that though that these two movies are basically copies. Now I'm wondering about the rest of his uh, filmography. <laughs> what else has he done other than First Man? Yeah, he's done First Man. Um, isn't he directing like some Marvel film? Like that hasn't come really? out yet. I don't know. It seems a thing to do these days. <laughs> Let me see. Oh yeah, I forgot. Oh, he was a writer though. He he didn't uh, direct it. Unless he also directed it, but Ten Cloverfield Lane. No, he did not direct it. Um, I don't think this movie was. Oh, okay, has okay reviews. But yeah, so he, he hasn't been like uh like he hasn't been trying to make a movie as often as he could as he can. It seems um, so it's interesting. But the movies that he has made, I wouldn't be surprised if First Man turns out to be a copy of something else. <laughs> Um, and First Man, if it's not a copy of something else, that's his by far least critically acclaimed film. Um, people didn't really like that film. So if if he did come up with that originally, that's kind of a... Uh, <laughs> that shows a little bit of a pattern that's unfavorable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, uh, like Ben said, that's on Criterion. And uh, Criterion Collection is still on sale. On Barnes and Noble. I wish I had a. I feel like I'm. Uh, I'm advertising for them, but I don't have a promotion link, and I don't get any money from from promoting it. But uh, yeah, if you want to get it half off, I'm sure it's on Barnes and Noble as well as the rest. Yeah, of the I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna buy this. It's you know twenty bucks. Like, why yeah. not? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Why not own it? <laughs> exactly. I'm definitely gonna rewatch it. So, you know, yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. Is that it for uh, topic? Yeah, that's all I have to say. Cool. Yeah, that, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs>